0: hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the talk that talk show with me barry holmes if you thought we weren't gonna come with another episode i'm sorry to disappoint but here we are on another friday night shout out to my boy eric rivera shout out to alvin on our instagram live shout out to my boy flip He's going to the Mets game on Sunday. We actually got the Mets game going on in the background now, going on right now. Let's go, Mets. All right. We haven't done that chant in a while. Here we go. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. We haven't done that in a while, so it feels good to do that. We miss our old sponsors, but, you know, as, you know, things happen, we continue to push forward come with new episodes of the Talk That Talk show. Um, We're really excited to say, you know, what milestone we're about to hit after this episode a little bit later on in the show. But um, we got my boy Robert Brantley Jr. I saw you made the roster on the DIY. Uh, I'll see you at the first tour spot. We're actually bowling in the same thing. Um, I'm just, you know, let's put it this way, guys. The the month of September has been really good. Um, uh, The person that I'm going to actually bring here on the show a little bit later was somebody that actually hooked me up with this opportunity. But I talked a little bit later, or I talked a little bit last maybe episode about, you know, how originally I wasn't exactly the most thrilled to have gotten, you know, the vaccine. We all know this. But, you know, when I had to weigh the pros and cons of certain things, you know, obviously our, our motives change and the way that we view things change. I'm obviously not telling anybody what else they need to do with their body. But what I'm saying is, you know, I had to make a decision for myself that was best for my future. And part of that is because of the reason that the guy that's coming on right now. But, um, you know, an opportunity had came, you know, his way. They had mentioned my name. He put in the, the good word. And, you know, I had actually the, the principal part of the reason also why actually decided to change. And I actually haven't said this to anybody, but um, uh, when I was on the fence exactly, and I actually, to take it all the way back, um, when the opportunity at Lou it came to me, um, I the mandate actually got put out where they said you needed to have the vaccine in order for you to work in New York City schools. And originally I'd already called the principal, Principal Janice, shout out to her, but um I told her that I couldn't accept the position because of just how, you know, adamant I was on not getting the vaccine and you know not doing that. But, you know, they called me every single day. I almost felt like LeBron in, in free agency, man, where you just got somebody that's calling you and know, I'm like, damn, here's the principal of, you know, school in New York City who I haven't worked in for three or four years and they're calling me every single day as they're going to pack their kids up to go to Boston for college. And here she's concerned about whether I'm going to come to her school or not. And there was a certain thing, obviously, that you have people in free agency where you try and say things to get people to come there. But, you know, based off of my previous experience working there and based off of the trust I have for the guy that I'm bringing on here, I was like, you know what, fuck it. You know, I'll give him a chance. And when I outweighed the pros and the cons, I was like, yo, the main reason why I said I didn't want to do this was because of the fact that, you know, I didn't want to be the whole guinea pig or whatever. And when I broke down everything and said it was FDA approved, I was like, all right, you know, I can rock with this. And what it's really broken down to now, which is sad to say, honestly, where it's like people are now spinning it to where, you know, you're missing out on opportunities or this is what you need to do to get to this spot. And granted, that may be a a pretty sick way of doing things. But when that becomes a reality and when you have to, you know, pay those bills and there's stuff that you got to do, you start thinking again about, you know, what is that you have to do. And, And me, the survivalist that I am, for some people they may see, why not just get the shot? You have my boy Tim who's a sponsor on the show. He's like, dude, you know, you 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 have your dream job. I mean, there was times, guys, where again, I could have had this. They had put the mandate out for the NFL where they were like, Yo, you can't work for the Giants if you don't get this shot. And I literally told Vern, I'm not getting this shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, that happened, you know what I'm saying? People can say that, but I, I, I told them because I was so adamant. But, you know, I say this story to say that, you know, things can change. And a lot of things over time, when you have that change happen, it can really make you reconsider, man. And now after this happened, you know, he put me back in with the Giants portal. You know, I have this new job now where, you know, I'll be working, you know, pretty much, in my opinion, a little bit less stress as far as coming back into the education field. And they made me an offer that I couldn't resist, man. And, you know, the the person that kind of gave me the alley-oop, as he said, is that guy who I'm about to bring on this show. But, you know, I bring this all to say that, you know, it's been a big week and it's been a big month coming up here in September. I haven't even told you guys about this Garden State collab. We got the uh, the Instagram boom in here they said yo that shirt is popping but what they don't know is this is a glow in the dark pin as well that we have on there to match the shirt guys we putting in some fucking work man come on you better put some respect on our name man we're coming different shout out to my boy kenny Lou. we got some real heat coming for him but the whole point of what i'm trying to say is you know with you know getting back in with this full-time job um You know, with having this release that I'm about to drop with the Garden State Collaborative, which I've mentioned nothing to you guys about for specific reasons. But, you know, we got a lot on the horizon and another thing to celebrate, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. I don't want to say, but we're hitting a milestone with this episode here with the Talk That Talk Show. And, you know, we're all about milestones. So, again, it's so important to continue to grind because I was talking again with this person about just how hard it is and how we've seen people uh, that we know, people that we look up to, people that, you know, have went into different things and tried their own things and haven't exactly went past a certain point. So I don't take that for granted at all, just how much it takes to make an episode. And that's why every single day when I come here on this mic, I try to come here and give you guys the best episode that I can man because I don't take any day for granted you know um, we've had people that you know, have been here today and are not here tomorrow so whatever you know amount of time that you have here on this earth just make sure that you make it in a meaningful way and you know, that's what I continue to try and do each and every step that I take and this guy that I'm about to bring here on the show believes the same way that I do so without further ado. Please give it up for, I don't know how many times this guy's been on the show now, but he's one of my very good friends. Give it up for Luis Guerra! Or shall we say, Louis Baez. <laughs> for our people that are not watching it, he does look like Javi Baez, I'm telling you. <laughs> We're
1: back, baby, we back. <laughs> how what you up, doing, man? Lou? What's going on, bro? Hey, excited, man. I've been looking for, you you wanted to have me on, I think, what was it, two weeks ago? Um... But I was going on a, on a road trip right before the the start of the college football season. But I told you I was like, hey, you know, lock me in for this day. I, I, I know I'm available. And yeah, man, I've been looking forward to I've been looking forward to this since since what like two weeks ago now.
0: Oh yeah, man. And I think that the the big thing, Lou, with having you on here is that anytime the opportunity, First of all, our time is very valuable here because <laughs> this guy is an engaged man. Please, let's thanks, everybody thanks. come on, man. We gotta celebrate that. So you know let's talk about that man like how how did how did you know it was the time and and like what did you do man to like propose
1: um so it's funny like i don't want to sound cliche i think that when you're in the situation you'll just know when it's the right time but at least for myself it was just um like the pandemic was a crazy year like 2020 was a crazy year for everybody and for a lot of people kind of you know put things like in the shitter in a sense right uh but for for me in my situation i felt like it was an opportunity for me and um my fiance now to to really just kind of grow together and as opposed to kind of butting heads and, and 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 growing apart like we really took that time to to learn about ourselves learn about each other the things that we needed in our relationship and and it was you know it was in a sense one of the the most unexpected like growth moments that I, I i ever had in my life so it it was it was really good i think everybody in in their life is going to go through um that growth in a different sense hopefully it's not as you know in a traumatic time period as everybody else but um yeah and when it got to that to that moment you know i i just i knew in my head that there wasn't going to be anybody else that i want to go through that with and it just it it, it all felt right so popped the question i don't even know what the hell i said <laughs> um, it's all the fucking blur <laughs> you know, man, I, I, wish, I wish i could remember you know She'll what remember. i said to her She'll remember. and yeah i mean I, I i just got on one knee and it was just like man i was shaking i was about to start crying and stuff but oh right man not, it, it was it was cool and and you know i definitely just looking forward to the next chapter yeah
0: for sure man and like i said big congratulations to you I'm sorry, guys. Ishibai Crane has put in the best comment I've seen in a long time. He said, "Engaged bias vibes." <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. You do look like hobby bias. Put it
1: in their head already, man. They they see it already. It, <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair.
0: But I, I definitely, you know, as coming here on the show, I wanted to thank you again. But um, for those people that don't know, really, like you know, me and you kind of have established, you know, this. This relationship when it all started back in Playworks, man. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, can you talk a little bit about for those people, you know, what kind of like that experience was and kind of like how we first met
1: Oh, of course. And just want to say unofficially, this is my fourth time on the show. Unofficially, unofficially the fourth because, time. Because we had the third time was at the 100th episode, at the, 100th episode yes. at the bowling alley. So we didn't have a full segment. So this is unofficially my fourth or if you want to say third, third. time. Okay. All no, right. But um, yeah, meeting at, at Playworks, you know, I was fresh out of college, um, getting my first, I guess you can say like career type job, right? Like somewhere that I can grow. And you were like one of the vets at, at, at the spot, but you weren't one of those people that were, um, you didn't have a, a stink about you, right? Like you, you were, you wanted to teach everybody, you know, the things that you knew, you you were very gracious, you, you always picked up the phone call when anybody had a question, um, and I just kind of gravitated towards you, and then... It's funny, just how you were talking about, you know, when when I first got here, you were telling Jeff, you were like, "Man, th- this guy Lou is one of those guys that he just has this confidence that he always feels like he he's the best at what he does or whatever the case is." Hundred percent. And I feel like that's kind of what what brought out that like competitive nature between the two of us, like always in a in a fun way, right? Like, oh yeah. Man, I don't play ball, but I was like, "Man, I'm the best basketball player in the I'm room, like, man." Yo, I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, who is this
0: guy?" And then and then I saw him on a court in Newark literally take his shirt off. I said, like, "Yo, let's ball, man." It's like that I was it was at that point I'm like, "Yo, this guy's got heart, man. He not he might not be like Kobe out here." But he's a guy you want on your team. You yeah, know?
1: man. And it's funny you say that I was one of the yeah, man. Henry kept grabbing my shirt. So I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just take the shirt off. Like <laughs> can't grab the shirt off thinking guy, you know? No, but yeah, and then we kind of just continued to grow from there. Um, you know, then we moved up together after that, and then and then, you know, again we just kind of kept working and kept working together. Then I still remember when you told me that you wanted to start the podcast, I think there was like a snow day where we didn't have work, and you said, Man, I uh, I've been watching the, this equipment on Amazon. I'm like, "Bro, just just order it. Like, just yeah. order it." Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, Yo, you, I was like, "Bro, just order it." And then I remember you called me like, "Bro, they they all, they like overnight shipped it to me. Like, I got it the next day." And I was like, "Bro, it's a sign. Like, you you got to start doing this." Yeah. And yeah, man, it, it's it's kind of been, you know, even though we're not at that at that job anymore, we we've always been in contact. Like that job kind of just brought us together, but it wasn't the reason why we were friends. So, Facts. Um, yeah, and then we we continue to call each other and talk and just hang out all the time. So you know, I'm I'm definitely grateful for you know for that job bringing us together.
0: Yeah, man, and that's the thing. Like you know, they say college a lot of the times it's it's about you know it's not and even past that's not it's not you know what you know it's who you know. And, you know, I feel as though in Playworks, you know, I definitely met a lot of good people. And you are obviously one of the most memorable that I've, you know, obviously had in a long time. And especially after college where it's a little bit different where, you know, you're used to the people that, you you know, you chill with, partied with, did whatever you did with. And, you know, afterwards and after college, you really start to get a sense of, you know, who the people are that you want to get you know, and who you want to be around, because I feel like most of college is finding out who you are. And then most of college afterwards is finding out out of those people, you know, who really means the most to you. and, And at the same time, you know, who can help you to progress forward. And and I think that that after that post college stage is something that is very underrated and at the same time it is very important to people finding out who they are and i bring that to say that you know when i had finished that co- you know college i went to playworks not knowing what it is that i wanted to do and it kind of was one of those things where it's like i got to do it you know and there's people in that job where i felt that i was very cool with and there's people that you know i had great relationships with and like I said, to this day, you're one of the only people that I still talk to on a, you know, a very, very, you know, very frequent basis. Yeah, so, I mean, like, if,
1: I, if you go a couple of days and I don't get a text or a call from Barry, I'm like, man, something's wrong. Like, but I, like, I would have heard from Barry by now.
0: But why do you think that is that, like, our relationship, you know, based off of that, it was as, as strong as it's been, man?
1: I think just in terms of just like, like in a sense, like, thought par- uh, thought partners, right? Like, we can't just bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and I think we just really look out for each other's, like, well-being, right? Like, I want to see, you know, what you're up to, whether it's, you know, with the podcast or, or you know, with the... But the stuff that you're designing on the side, I'll, I'll let you spill the beans on that. I won't say too much, but yeah, you know, don't say too much, even though I'm
0: like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you know, you'll, you'll call me, you'll, you'll show me designs, or you send me pictures and stuff like that. And and I'm always interested, I always, I always want to know what you got going on, and, and vice versa, right? So, um even if, you know, when it's fantasy football drafts, I'll show you my lineup, I'll show you my draft, I'll even tell you, hey, I got this pick, who do you think I should pick up, whatever, or even playing video games, things like that. Like, there's so many things that we share in common, so it's just, it do, it never feels, you know, forced, right? There's always something to talk about, and again, it's it's always good to have people like that in your corner that, you know, regardless of whatever the topic or the subject matter is you know that you can just bring them somewhere and you can talk to them and it's funny i just want to add this um i remember i was talking to ashley obviously you know ashley so um which is my fiance by the way shout out to her Um, shout out
0: to ashley I
1: i was telling her one day i was like we were just talking about like our groups of friends or whatever and i said you know barry is one of those guys that i feel comfortable bringing anywhere because he's going to make a friend in that room regardless like it doesn't matter it could be a boardroom it could be you know just a bar to hang out it could be a wedding it could be whatever like a new hire orient but it doesn't matter you bring barry he's gonna leave there with a friend (laughs) um and and i think that's one of the things that i admire the most about you so yeah man like it's always a great time you know when we link up when we talk so know, just got to keep the good energy flowing.
0: Yeah, man. That's why it sucks we got to talk about this Oregon football.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I would have thought this guy
0: would have been the one to wear the colors. And here I am with the Oregon colors. But, you know, I say that to say we have college football back. One of the, the how we actually started with trying to get this episode going was that, you know, him and me, you know, uh, him and you know you know we're, we're just really big college football i was a virginia tech guy obviously shout out to virginia tech for beating unc you know unc was overrated but we we beat them man only thing i was worried about we were scoreless in the second half but it's okay we're gonna we're gonna beat them right i think we only had a field goal or something but we'll be all right but you guys have a big game coming up and can you talk a little bit about that and how you're feeling
1: yeah, so we're ranked 11 in the country right now. I think Ohio State is uh, well number two, or they're they're somewhere in the top five. Um, we play tomorrow in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it sucks because we were supposed to play Ohio State in Oregon last year. Um, so now we we gotta go travel to you know to their to their stadium. But I think man, Vegas got us as like a 13 and a half point underdog or something like that. So I, whatever Vegas is thinking, man, they're not inspired by how we played Fresno State last week. Um, but you know, I think it's one of those premier games, right? You know, when you when you want to become a, a, a powerhouse in the country, you have to take on these these non conference games. You you have to win these non conference games, or at least look competitive in these games. Because when it comes to the you know the selection committee at the end of the season, and they're looking at your resume compared to you know all these other teams that play you know all these other top conferences or, or play these other top twenty five matchups. You got to be able to show out. So um, I think this is one of the biggest games we've had since I think we played like Michigan State and um, we in Michigan all, State, yeah, we right? played in Michigan State. We lost that game by like six, and then the, um, but the year before that, we played them in uh, Oregon. Was that Mariota's year? Um, so the year that we played them in Oregon was the year that we beat them and we made it to the to the uh, the championship game okay. that year. Um, the year we lost in Michigan State was the year after he left. Gotcha. Yeah, so, but again, like, that, th- those are the type of matchups you have to bring on to your schedule in order to, you know, put yourself in that conversation as one of the top four teams, which I think is a little bit outdated already, a, a top four team, um, like, playoff bracket. But, you know, we could get more into that if you like to. But, yeah, it, it's definitely one of those games that you have to, if not win straight out, you have to be very competitive and, and give somebody, give people, you know, keep that idea in their head about, you know, what Oregon football is about.
0: And I think that especially in a, in a time where they're talking about aligning the conferences as well, it's going to be really hard again to then try and, you know, rank these teams and rank them fairly. And we had a situation where, you know, a guy who also – has made a a lot of uh, appearances on this show. Shout out to Betmaster G. But um, we have somebody here who had a question about, you know, pretty much what's happening in the scope of football. And I had that same question because, you know, we've heard a lot about the alliances of these uh, conferences, but who the hell knows what that means? So, like, can you talk a little bit about what that means, Lou?
1: Yeah, so the alliance, what's going on with that is just that, College football has kind of reached this this uh, pinnacle, right, where the conferences are, are in a power struggle, and it all started with the SEC extending an invite to uh, the University of Oklahoma and the University of uh, Texas, the Longhorns, which I think is stupid because the Longhorns haven't been relevant since Vince Young. Since yeah, not maybe after that Colt McCoy years, like they they were they were you know they Give were decent, yeah. um, and. They accepted, so they basically told the Big 12 that, you know, they're, go- they're going to leave the Big 12 conference and join the SEC. That happens so that now the Pac-12, the Big 10, and the ACC are kind of like, you know, we can't let the SEC have all these, you know, top 25 schools in, the- in just their one conference. Because what happens is, you know, the-, the more they're able to stack the deck when it comes to the top four teams for the selection committee, Uh, there's going to reach a point where it's going to be at least three teams from the SEC, right? If you have an Oklahoma, right? Because you could easily say Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma are consistently going to be the top three, or at at least out of those three schools, top five teams in the country. Yeah. Right?
0: And And then then, if they play, think about this, and then if they're playing each other – say one loses, Mm -hmm. does that then knock them all the way down to 10? Or do you fairly say that these are the top two so they shouldn't drop as much? You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. So what happened with that is then, like I said, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC basically joined together to create this alliance, which is not binded by any contract, at least as of now. But basically what they're trying to do is um, I think after like 2025, they're going to start that they will – Eat, all of the schools will, will schedule um, games against each other. In mm-hmm. um, football, and college basketball, and women's college basketball, all of that. So they're really trying to take it to the SEC, which kind of is going to hurt the SEC in the long run because the SEC is really only a, a power conference for in football. In football, yeah. But then when you come to basketball, you get a lot of ACC schools that are really good, a lot of Pac-12 schools that are really good, um, especially you know when you add like women's basketball and women's sports into it. So the SEC is kind of really you know, trying to give a a big, like, middle finger to all the other schools when it comes to football, but if the, if these three other conferences could really, you know, stack the deck in that, in that sense where they're all working together, it's going to create a real problem for the SEC, because then, now these three conferences can say, we don't have to play the Alabamas or the Georgias of the world, you know, in a non-conference game before the playoffs, we can just play between, uh, you know, amongst ourselves, because we'll have enough power And we'll have enough, you know, enough of these schools in the rankings that we don't need to go and see Alabama until January. Facts. Um, And actually, today, the Big 12 added four schools to their conference. Uh, They agreed to terms with UCF, with Cincinnati, with BYU, and... I think Texas Tech I think it was oh no not Texas Tech there was another school that they but they're you know now the Big 12 is trying to reload too so yeah the SEC might find themselves in a place where they're going they're they're going to alienate themselves from you know these out of conference games because they just want to stack the deck early in the season
0: and I think that that highlights to the point you know when we think about the large scope of things. Hold on, gotta say uh, shout out to Uncle Mickey here on the Facebook. Shout out to Antoine Jefferson. Shout out to Flip Michaels who says he can beat you in one on one. Shout. Out- <laughs> hey
1: man, I, I went to high school with, with with my boy Flip Michaels over there, so shout out to him. Man.
0: <laughs> I love Flip, man. He's a, he's such a great dude. Shout out to my boy Carl on our uh, Instagram live as well too. Me and Flip actually went to a, a Mets game and it was it was it was really awesome, man. He actually inspired me because he was. He he always talks about uh we'll get tickets but we'll sit up at the 500 so he'll be like man you sitting in the heavens man so we went and we went and sat down field level so i got field level tickets in that this lap next spoil time yourself, man
1: you gotta spoil yourself every once in a while right
0: i, I gotta get soda instead of putting water in the cup right <laughs> but um yeah nah i i think like i said the biggest issue that that kind of brings to light is in the scope of college football just i mean in the scope of college sports just how much power college football has because here we have major conferences that are trying to align to combat against the competitiveness that is the football within the sec but now it's trickling down to field hockey and soccer and baseball and schools don't care you know as long as people are going to football games and filling up those tickets it kind of just talks to just how much power that college football has man and you know i know what it felt like when i went to a virginia tech football in lane stadium and when they played enter Sandman, and it was just a whole nother realm man and you know it, i i think that that allure that college football has and just how how competitive it is people that aren't getting paid but they're putting their blood sweat and tears you know my sister's girlfriend played for Morgan I mean my sister's boyfriend played for Morgan State and he was he was really good man as all, you know on the line and like I said just to go to Morgan State to go to that game and see how competitive that was in a historical black conference and, and just to see just the, the tradition and everything that was in in, in that you know there's so many levels of college football, but at the same time, the intensity is still there. No matter whether you're in Virginia, no matter whether you're in Oklahoma, whether you're in Oregon, so I just know that that's what kind of draws me. And what is kind of drawn you into college football, Lou? Yeah, it,
1: it's definitely just the the passion of the game. It's it's a different speed than NFL. Um, I think the NFL the game is a lot faster. Uh, you, you could even see it. You know, you watch the game like last night where the tempo is, is so quick. And yeah, you'll see like fast-paced offenses in in, in college, but it's different. Um, how you said like traditions, like you you know, hearing like Into the Sandman. You know, you, you have all, all these schools that that have these, you know, these these legends, right? And 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 these kind of uh, pre-game things that they do before before every like big matchup. Uh, the stadiums are iconic in themselves, right? And, and just how loud these these student sections and. and and the marching bands and, and the the crazy uniforms and, and the color combinations and i mean i can go on and on and it's just so entertaining and you just it's cool to be able to see especially now that we're at the age where a lot of these college athletes are younger than us and you can follow their whole career right i think that that's one of the the cooler aspects now i mean obviously you know we're not that old but you know a lot of these guys are like 18 19 years old and and just being able to see them, you know, their first couple years at a school like Oregon, for example, let's say, and then now you, you could root for them, like, going into the league. Like, Justin Herbert is one of those guys that, you know, he's on the Chargers now. Obviously, I'm an Eagles fan, but I saw him all three years at Oregon when he came in, all four years because he stayed his senior year. But he came in, you know, midseason as a true freshman, a guy from Oregon. And, and you could, you know, see his story unfold and it's just like, how can you not root for that, right? And it's just really getting to see, you know, these 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 young athletes really live out their dreams and start from nothing and just follow them all the way until, you know, they, they retire or whatever it is that they do with the rest of their career. But um, that growth... is is one of the things that really keeps me, at least now, going uh, with with the sport. Before it was, you know, the flashiness and and, and just the the passion. But now it's kind of like the stories that, that come along with it.
0: And it's so funny that you talk about growth because one of the things that I had alluded to at the beginning of the show was us hitting a certain milestone after this episode. So I'll kind of let you take it from there and kind of let the people out there know, you know, what milestone are we hitting, Lou, with this episode?
1: So man, I know. I remember when I was on. I, you sent me the the flashback. I think it was like what the twentieth episode or something like that. Back like in twenty nineteen. Still, still
0: recording off a of Chromebook.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> and and now we're about to hit that twentieth thousand download.
0: Twenty thousand so, downloads, 20, man. Twenty thousand
1: downloads. That's gonna that's gonna be huge. So I know. Again, like we we kind of spoke about it earlier today as well. Just saying how. You know we we've known people and, and and we've seen people kind of come and go when it comes to you know self startups right whether it be you know other podcasts or kind of just other endeavors but you always saw it through so I guess my question to you was kind of like what was your or what is your end your light at the end of the tunnel right like what what is it that kind of keeps you going uh to to make sure that how you say every Friday you're going to be dropping another episode at eight thirty
0: honestly man like. And it kind of like gets me a little emotional to talk about it. But um, I'm not someone that talks about my feelings. Um, You can ask a lot of the people that are closest to me. uh, You know, it's pretty much I'm a puzzle. You know what I'm saying? People and what do people do with puzzles when they can't solve them? You know, they just they just go away, you know. And I feel like um, with me not exactly telling people how I feel and kind of just letting my actions speak for themselves you know this is my platform to kind of tell you guys how I'm feeling and uh what are the things that are going on in my life so I really take this as an opportunity some people say oh one day you'll get on Spotify I'm already on Spotify. He he actually said it to me today. He's like, you know, I can really see you on iHeartRadio. I'm like, I'm on there, Luke. You know what I'm saying? So those things happen often. So, you know, for people to say, like, oh, you, you can be like the Joe Rogan show or you can get sponsored and picked up in certain places. Like, I want to be completely respectful and transparent as possible when I say this. I don't give a fuck about that stuff, man. I literally care about sharing each Friday night with each and every one of you that has been a part of making that 20,000 downloads. You know, Whether you're tuning in on Instagram Live, whether you're tuning in on Facebook Live, whether you're tuning in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all these different streaming platforms. I don't care if I never make it to some big network corporation or uh, that those things don't entice me. The thing that really motivates me into your question is literally just coming out to you each and every week and just spilling my heart, man. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, and and, and I've, I've always appreciated it. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why when you told me that you even had the idea to do a podcast. I was like man look, you got to do it because you know though those those candid conversations that we would have on the path on the way home from you know being in New York or whatever the case And them was, shits were different bro. we we would be almost screaming at the top of our lungs and we were like we were the only people on the train but it was it was definitely seeing the way that you cared right about facilitating those conversations or, or even just listening. Right. And and I know it, it might be interesting, right, when you're on your podcast and not you don't always have a guest on the show. But, you know, just just kind of, you know, talking onto the mic and, you know, even seeing the, the live reactions from people. But just in your head, I guess I, w- I would like to ask when when you don't have a guest on the show. Right. And, and you're you're making these these points or, or, or you create these talking points that. I, maybe you might think to yourself damn I wish I had a guest to, to answer to that kind of what what is what is your your driving factor right or, or what is it that that makes you like you know put out these questions or, or what do you think about you know once you put out these questions out there when, when you're recording the podcast by yourself solo
0: honestly like it goes to the point that I just made as well too about you know being self-reflective and almost like you know some people, You know, they write in journals. I I, I step on a mic and I record a podcast. So, you know, honestly, the, the inspiration for these episodes and, you know, the things to how I do things as far as the talk that talk show. It literally comes from everyday experiences. You know, us having a drink before the podcast and Jeffrey asking a question turned out to be a 10 minute segment. You know what I'm saying? So it's literally conversations that I have on an everyday basis Things that I'm feeling, experiences that I had, um, they literally all tie into that imaginary person. Because what do they say? The the uh, the easiest thing to talk about is ourselves, right? So instead of just highlighting just all the the accolades and just being a pompous like person as far as talking to our to talking about myself, I pride myself in creating these episodes to talk about myself to help someone to be relatable to teach somebody something that i learned in a a moment myself you know eric saying keeping it a buck 100 all the time i think that's what kind of brings people in and when you keep it a hundred and when you talk about the things that truly mean something to you then this person you know it doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter if you have that person there as the guest or not. It's just a matter of trying to be your most authentic and true self to not only get this download, but the next 20,000.
1: Yeah, And then even to that point, you know, um, I, I've had, you know, a manager at my, my current job, you know, they told me it seems like you're always this person. Right. And I told them, I'm like, there's no on and off switch. It's just, you know, when I clock into work, you're getting the same version of me as I clock out. So there's no faking it. Right. So and I feel that, you know, in, in regards to you, when there's no faking the funk. Right. And you're just who you are. It, it's always authentic. Right. And and and, you know, how how the people in the comments are saying you're able to keep it 100 all the time because. You don't have to. You don't have to flip a switch, right? You don't have to put a different mask on to interact with, you know, with a different person. And again, like I said before, that's why I would bring you anywhere that I would go. Like that's why I would bring you to, to you know, you've been to my barbecues, a hundred Spanish people in the backyard, and, and, I and I ain't Barry know a fucking away. word
0: of the songs <laughs> for hours, <laughs> for hours I ain't know a word to the song. I'm bachata and the hookah. <laughs>
1: but man, like that, that's the kind of guy that Barry is, and and he'll make a friend out of out of anybody. So. Um, I think, and not i'll I'll tell you I'll bring it back real quick. My question to you is my last question to you before i I want to spring the surprise on you real quick and that's this thing like
0: <laughs> who who is a guest that has surprises? Shout out to Kenny Luke because Kenny Lou's always coming with those surprises, right, Kenny, but yeah, but what were you gonna
1: say i I do want to ask you when you think of your next twenty thousand or your next hundred thousand downloads, what do you have in mind for the show because? Again, like how we were talking before we got on the mic, you know how the operation just kind of grew, right? Little by little as I mean, you said you were recording stuff on on a Chromebook and then you now you that got like three works Chromebook. Yeah, now right? you got like three phones, you got the, the you know the ring light and everything. So when you think about, you know, your next 20,000, 100,000, hopefully, you know, million downloads, what what do you have in, in mind for the show?
0: What I have in mind is the 100th episode on crack. That's what I have. it. I literally, like, I had so much fun just having everybody there. And literally, I think we had about 30 people show up to a live episode. I would love to have that, like, every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to have the episode different places and, and having, you know, one, and maybe, you know, having different sponsors. You know, I think that what I want for this show is to have more people have live access to this show, you know, and I want to encourage more people as well to be active because I think that as we get older, I think that um, somebody said, I think, I forget who it was, but I think it might have been Doc, but she was like, you know, you're not the one to live a sedentary lifestyle, you know, and and I truly believe that. And I think that I talked to a guy, I was shooting the bat, you know, you shoot the basketball and you got some time to kill at the schools, and the science teacher actually came down to me. It was this guy. I think he had to be like fifty. I think he said, uh, "I think fifty-five or fifty-seven. I don't know what he was because I think he said that to retire or something. It has to be like twenty-five, fifty-five, or something like that." He was old. Let's put it this way: he was he was older, but he wasn't like he didn't feel like an old dude. You know what I'm saying? You know how you have an old guy, but then there's like a you know like an older dude like. You know he was just someone that like he and he said the key to to that for him for to tell to me was that to just try and remain as active as possible man like to come down when everybody's in the classroom and just shoot the basketball with me and he don't even know me from a can of paint you know like it kind. even though i i just met him it was almost like those words kind of like resonated with me a lot where it's like here, this is where I'm living at, a, at 31. So if I wanna continue to move on and, and, and be this way, like long into this, you know, I gotta continue to be active. And he may have just been talking about getting through a work day, but I took that in a very different way, if that makes sense, you hundred
1: no, percent. And I always say to myself, like those interactions or those conversations are not by mistake. Um, I think that there's a reason why we kind of stop and like speak to the people that we do. So. Um, yeah, I, I I can definitely see you retiring, you know, off into the sunset. But having having the the talk that talk show, you know, in Myrtle Beach, and, and posting up outside of every <laughs> M- MLB stadium, recording an episode like stuff like that. I think that you know, with you, there's no there's no limits, right? You're you're as as adventurous as they come. So I, I definitely think that you know. You're just getting started, even though well, we're like 120-something episodes in. But this is like 122,
0: 123. Yeah.
1: Jeez, there you man. go, man. And I wanted to do something that I haven't seen you do on the show, and I'm surprised. I, I might have missed it, but I want to prompt you on some live, some live, uh, some live betting action. Okay. Okay. Um, in spirit of the NFL season... I want to run down a list of you of the total wins of each NFL team. Okay. And I want I want to hear you think you think it's going to be over, under or even for some Ooh, team. Ooh, right?
0: over, under, even. I and like this. You
1: can give me reasoning behind I, I won't prompt you, but if you want to add an additional comment as to, you know, why you think so, you know, be my guest. This is your show. Okay. All right. But I I do like I said you were into the big parlays and all that stuff. We were talking to Jeff before too, you know. Betmaster you know. G, guys, right? Betmaster G. So I, I I do wanna I do wanna pick your brain and see what you think about this. So you know what I want to start in the AFC West. So okay. Start with the AFC West again. Stop me if you want to say something about the particular team, but I'm going to tell you the team name, their uh, total win. Uh, this is from uh, Vegas Sportsbook, by the way. So okay. I, I got this from the official site. If you want to say something, just let me know. All right. So we'll start out with Denver, eight and a half. Over, under, or even?
0: Ooh. Eight and a half. If you you know, if you're saying they're about eight and a half, that means they gotta win nine games. That's saying you're a playoff team. And I just don't see the Denver Broncos as a playoff team, man. I think that when they play Kansas City twice, that's two losses on the record. Um I think that Oakland is a team that is a lot of people are not giving enough attention to.
1: Well, Las Vegas. Oh, Raiders, excuse no. me, Las Vegas. Yeah.
0: So I would definitely go under as far as 8.5 to the Broncos, even though Jeffrey beat me 21 nothing, <laughs> and, 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 and still was trying to score the ball. <laughs> the man, unless the clock
1: is on, is on quadruple zeros, we still... still <laughs> he tried run it up? Down, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I remember yeah. that when we played 2K.
1: Next team, Kansas City, which, by the way, highest win total projection from the Vegas Sportsbook at 12.5.
0: Man, I want to say over, but what I will say is this I would kind of say is to an even, because to say that they're going to not lose four games, you know, that's to say that Pat Mahomes isn't going to have some ankle injury, some sort of foot injury like he's had the past two years. Yeah. that's to say that you know we're gonna have guys that didn't drop passes in the Super Bowl. You know that's to pretty much say that they're gonna have a damn near perfect season. And I just don't see enough off-season acquisitions for this Chiefs team, especially with you know the, the status of Teron Matthew, who was an anchor for that defense. I can't with whole heart say that they're gonna be have a semi-perfect season at over twelve games. So I would say either even or under. And that's a Chiefs fan.
1: Las Vegas, seven. Over.
0: I'm telling you, okay. people are sleeping <laughs> on the Las Vegas Raiders, man. That is a potential wild card team, in my opinion. You know, Jeffrey took this guy off the board who I think is an absolute monster, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I was still pissed at him at the 12th. Twel- uh, I was 12th and he was 11th. He stolen from me. I'm telling you, that team, they have something down there. And I think that, you know, with the AFC being as maybe top-heavy as it is and Denver not being as strong as I say they are, I think you can put them over seven games.
1: All right, so now we got our uh, last team in the conf- uh, the division, which I think is my sleeper team. It might not be really a sleeper, but the Chargers, they're at nine and a half.
0: Um, I still got to say under because when I've seen Herbert in those pressure situations where it's do or die – I haven't exactly been the the greatest fan of Justin Herbert in, yeah, as an NFL player.
1: And let's be fair. Uh, and again, we'll we'll, I, we'll keep moving so you know we don't go too over our time. But, yep. Uh, the Chargers did have, I think, statistically one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year, and mm-hmm. I think Herbert faced the most pressure. Uh, Out of those. I think the second most pressure on on dropbacks, uh, every uh, every pass. So. Just a little context um, Okay, let's bring it to the NFC West Arizona, eight and a half Under The Los Angeles Rams, ten and a half Under Seattle at ten
0: mm. Over
1: San Francisco This was a surprise to me Ten and a half
0: San Francisco, ten and a under, half I'm going way under,
1: by the way they lost Robert Sala. They lost Robert Sherman uh, uh Richard Sherman. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo in the air. I can't see San Francisco winning ten and over ten and a half games. I'm going under.
0: I was gonna say over, but damn it, Lou, you sold me. I'm gonna go under.
1: All right. AFC North. Baltimore, eleven. Over. Cincinnati, six and a half.
0: And l- wait, let me just go back. I will say over to that Baltimore pick because it just seems like Baltimore just plays some cheesy teams, man. I feel like every season they're just beating up on teams that, why are they even playing? Yeah, you look at you know their You'll saying? look at their
1: scheduling like, man, how are they playing the Jets again? Like, I, that's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Tuan, but I feel like the Ravens perennially have been so overrated because they've played – Like the Steelers played last year, nobody. You know that's why when we played and we whooped them. So I'm gonna go. So you
1: got Baltimore over 11? Yes, because they play fluffers. Cincinnati six and a half.
0: (sighs) I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go under.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm way under. They did nothing to rebuild that offensive line. Yeah. They got a lot of problems over there in Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland ten and a half, which I think is probably the the best team in the AFC North.
0: Honestly, I'm gonna stay even. I think they're gonna be around 10, 10 honestly.
1: Okay. Uh Pittsburgh at eight and a half. Under. Wow. Oh, you're so you're low on, on, on Pittsburgh this year.
0: I mean who's playing quarterback? I mean what Ben Wathelsburg are we getting?
1: Fair enough. Uh NFC North, Chicago, seven and a half. Over. Oh, Barry. Detroit, four and a half.
0: Now I'm gonna tell you why, man. Let me tell you that defense is still there, and it seems like Chicago's always in close games. Damn it, I want them to be good so bad. You know what? I'll, <laughs> you I'll, know? Tell, you, I'll
1: tell you this. I'll give Chicago over seven and a half if by week one halftime they switch quarterbacks to Justin Fields. Andy Dalton has no. <laughs> Andy Dalton has no business having a starting job. I, I, at
0: the I, NFL. I said that in, in if. If 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 it's Andy Dalton, then I'm saying under. If they give it to Justin Fields, like yes, I'm going. Okay, all
1: right, so we can agree on that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Detroit at four and a half.
0: Detroit four and a half. Who who they got? Jared Goff. A broken. Yeah, I'm going
1: under. I'm going even. I'm going even. Uh, I can see them around four or five wins. I want to say over,
0: but it's that's that's the whole point of that four. You know, but the thing is,
1: all right, so but you you look at it right. They're going to play. The the Bears, Green Bay, and Minnesota six times, mm. right? Two games against each of those teams. I can't see them, you know, having having many wins between those teams. So I'm going Detroit either even or under.
0: <sighs> Fuck it. I'll go over.
1: All right. Uh, Green Bay at 10. Even. 10 even. Over. Uh, Minnesota at 9.
0: Even. I-, I think they're a cusp. They're okay. on the cusp. They're like a 500 team with yeah. Kirk Cousins. That's yeah. fair.
1: Uh, AFC South, Jacksonville, six and a half, super hot. <laughs> Low. That's way high. Low. That's way high. I don't even think personally. This this is my hot take for the NFL season. I don't think Urban Meyer makes it through the whole season. Ooh. I don't think Urban Meyer makes it through the whole season. That's
0: a lot of money to fire.
1: I don't know why they hired him in the first place. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. But oh, what do you man. think? Uh, over six and a half or under? Oh, definitely under. Uh, Tennessee at nine.
0: Tennessee at nine over. Lost, Tennessee is lost, tough.
1: They lost Arthur Smith. I don't
0: care. They got Derrick Henry running. It's next, right.
1: that's a lot of that's a lot of carries. <laughs> Indianapolis with my boy Carson Wentz. Oh, at nine <laughs> under. I'm sorry, Reese. Under.
0: Uh, this ain't Madden. Under. It's
1: fine by me. Listen, they as long as he plays seventy percent of the snaps, we get their first round pick. So the less the less they win, the better we'll be able to to get a a, a better pick. Uh Houston at four, I think, is way high. I think Houston is one of the worst teams in the NFL. They have no talent on that roster. Um nobody knows what's happening with Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm comfortable going under Houston. Under? Uh NFC South. Uh Carolina Panthers, seven and a half. Even. Okay. Uh our boy Jeff, his uh, Atlanta Falcons, seven and a half. I'm going under. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jeff.
0: I'm sorry, Jeff, under. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that, sorry.
1: Uh New Orleans 9.
0: That that's actually a pretty good bet. Where is that
1: at? Oh, uh, Vegas Sportsbook. I think Vegas, I think New Orleans at 9 is 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 low. I think they're going to I think people are sleeping on Jameis Winston, man. They need to put some respect on that he did go thirty for thirty. Not the good thirty for thirty. Thirty picks, thirty touchdowns, but he threw for over like four thousand yards or five thousand yards that season. He did.
0: Uh ten and a half is high for Jameis, though, dude. No, they're at nine. Oh, nine? Yeah. Uh That's it's such a trap. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say lower, honestly.
1: Okay. Uh Tampa at twelve, I think, is too high. I think Um There We saw yesterday their defense is very susceptible To the pass Very thin At cornerback Um Definitely one of the better Run stoppers in the league But yeah I think Tampa at 12 is high I don't know What do you think Tampa at 12
0: Lower I'm gonna go lower
1: Okay Um AFC East Jets at 6 Which I think (laughs) I think that's Incredible Lower Yeah Jets (laughs) Lower Sorry Rob Uh Patriots at nine and a half. Lower. Uh, Dolphins at nine and a half. Higher. Yeah, they went 10 and six last year. So I, I can see them picking back up. Buffalo at 11.
0: Higher. Best team next to the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. And now we could uh close out with the NFC East. Washington. The worst
0: division.
1: Uh, I think the AFC South has something to say about that. But <sighs> let, let's go with the NFC East. Washington, mm-hmm. eight and a half higher okay Dallas at 9 lower yeah i think Dallas is coming into this year again with that oh we're the best team Dallas has been singing the same song over for and the last over 10 years and i think over. since 2000 they've won like two playoff games so i don't want Sorry, to Sorry uncle about Mickey Dallas. uh New York Giants at an incredibly high 7 games
0: Remember, Lou. They were just a uh, uh, an Eagles' actual attempt at winning a game away. No, they
1: were. They were. They were, <laughs> they
0: were an, an attempt away. They
1: were in. They were in not starting zero for six on the season. <laughs> attempt away from making a playoffs. I, I'm not buying a sob story from any team that starts zero and six. Come on, man. Fair. You got to try better than that. That's fair. So you got the Giants at seven. I'm
0: gonna go higher.
1: I'm going super low. I think they got the worst offensive line in the. League probably and one of the worst quarterbacks. I mean, you got you, you lost twenty one zero on Madden, so I think I you did,
0: are- but it ain't Madden. It's the NFL, man. man. I don't I don't know. I I
1: feel I just
0: ah, I felt like the Giants added some 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 fire. I I thought on defense they were serviceable, mm-hmm. and I thought that that offense was anemic. I thought that that offense was anemic, and I just think that you know maybe Kenny D- Galladay can add a little bit of something in there. Does he? they make, make him a? What, what was it? What was it? What was it?
1: Uh, they are at seven games. I,
0: I could see him winning eight again, bro. I,
1: I really could. I don't even think they won eight last year though. I didn't. They, didn't they go eight and eight or something? No, they went. I think six and ten. Six something. and ten. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe I may I say maybe eight. I, I I think. And then on top
1: it. of that, just you know, again, not to get long winded on the Giants, I don't want to waste my time on them. <laughs> yeah, but please. Terrible offensive line. They got a running back that's coming off of ACL totally, injury, totally reconstructed knee. Uh, Evan Ingram is already injured. Kenny Galladay barely played all preseason. That's just a team that I mean I don't have any. Joe Judge I think is a clown. I don't think he's a good football coach. Um Come on, man. You can't have grown men running sprints as a form of punishment. The the NFL, man. Come on.
0: Guys, that's going to be my wild take here. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. The Giants are going to win more than seven games. You heard it here first.
1: All right. And then we'll close out with my Philadelphia Eagles. They have them at six and a half.
0: Lou, That team is ass. That team is ass.
1: I think they are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. To be fair, we still have one of the better defensive lines in the league. That team is better than the Giants? I would take the Eagles over the Giants. 100%. Dan Daniel Daniel Jones is basically Carson Wentz just younger.
0: I got I got to say lower for the Eagles, man. That's I, fair. If 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 I say the Giants I got to go lower than it. I I personally don't think that That's fair. that team is to yeah. Sorry, man. That that's team fair. is not that's good. That's
1: fair. I think you know we're rebuilding, but you know I don't I don't see any any much I don't see much more talent on the Giants than I do on the Eagles. So hey. that's that's my take on it.
0: Hey guys, we got through the blitz. <laughs> that was pretty dope, man. I, yo, you always come in here trying to challenge me with some different wrinkles, and I appreciate that, Ludo, to the man. max, bro. But um, you know I think it's about that time where we gotta bring in the the drink. Of the day. Which we're going to try and sample. I think we got a bunch in there. You want to just pick one? Doc. You know. But. I think as a segue into that. You know. You've always been a fan of. You know. Good beers. I think Jeff brought some great beer here. You brought some. You bought some great beer here too as well. But. Again. I think I've asked you this question before. So I want to ask you a different. You know. A different one. But it's like. Yeah, we could go with that one. But um, the the thing that I kind of wanted to ask you, Lou, is that, you know, when you go into the beer store, and I don't know if this was on the last episode or other ones, but I know we've talked about it. But, you know, when you go into the beer store, you know, what is it? Because you have this taste palette now. You know, what is it that you're looking for right now? And I specifically say this because I know for me, My taste palate is always changing because I went from drinking, you know, hard IPAs to now drinking fucking seltzers. And I don't know how that happened, but the the, uh, the palate has changed. So that's why I ask you, you know, what is it right now, you know, in 2021 that you're looking for when you're going to the beer store?
1: Um, so this summer, I think was the summer that I got into more sour beers. So like beers with like, um, different citrus or like grapefruit, things like that. That kind of give you like that, that tart, like aftertaste. Um, but typically I I look for, um, what just IPAs. Um, but the two more specific styles are the, uh, New England IPA, which are the little, a little bit more hazy, uh, sometimes a, a little bit more hoppy, um, I feel that they they carry the best flavor like throughout you know your whole your whole palate. um west coast ipas which are actually one of the, the 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 beer that jeff brought today um they're a little bit more dank in flavor um and and very distinct like you know once you're having a west coast IPA so those are like my two biggest uh things and and honestly one thing that I do which some people find weird I treat beer like wine almost like once I pour it in a glass I always drink my beer out of glass like almost 9 times out of 10 um I always smell it I like to smell it see what it smells like see if I can pick up on any notes um that or any ingredients and then kind of check in the can afterwards to see if I was on the right on the right path but um, yeah, anything that's very floral, very light, um, I like to I like to scope out and, and try it. And one of the biggest things, sometimes if I have no taste or no preference in mind, I'll just look at labels and I'll be like, oh, let me see what looks cool and I'll just pick it up.
0: <laughs> we know a couple people like that too, right? <laughs> but this is what you kind of brought here. So can you talk about what you brought and like what the hell it is we're going to drink here? Yeah, so let me... I'm Shout exactly out to Marcus. Out Shout out to Brienne Pearson. Shout out to Jared Jenkins. Shout out to Theo Mahan.
1: So River Horse is actually, and this is one of the things that I've talked about with you, um, is supporting like local breweries as well. Uh, River Horse is actually a brewery that's from Jersey. They're down in Ewing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and this is one of their summer, uh, it's called River Horse Summer Blonde. Uh, very light beer is kind of one of those beers that you can really throw back and just drink all day um and if i'm not mistaken i think this week or next week is like one of the last weeks to actually get it out at the at the stores um so i always look forward to this one uh brooklyn brewery summer ale is another one that i really like um summer is typically my favorite season for beers uh so you just gotta have to try to enjoy it before you know we get into the fall where everything is darker more heavy um a lot more warmer flavors so this is definitely the best time for beer in my opinion
0: all right, well, since this is the right time, and on the can it says, you know you want it. There you go. <laughs> Heard that a couple times before. <laughs> cheers, <laughs> so, brother. Cheers up, bro. You
1: know you want it.
0: <laughs> man, well.
1: Refreshing, man.
0: If I had to give this an over-under, I'm saying it's over-under three that I'm going to have of these. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but, yeah, once again... I want to thank you Lou for coming on here Always. and absolutely rocking the show. The last couple episodes guys, we've um really I've tr- I I've really tried to, you know, keep it at like the 30-minute mark, but you know, this one, you know, especially with Lou, we wanted to give you guys as much content as possible, man, and you know, I hope you guys are truly truly appreciative of this this straight hour of just heat, man, and you know, I live for these moments where I can have my friend, you know, Lou here on the show where Flip can tell him he can beat him in one-on-one and just having different people, you know. Man, just... I haven't
1: lost a one-on-one in like 10 years, man. I'm I'm crazy on the court. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Guys, I'm going to let him live right now. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just so happy to be here, so happy to have Lewis here be a guest on the show and absolutely rock the mic yet again. Um, this goes out to everybody else that wants to be guests on the show, man. You better be ready because, you know, Lou, I think, is again, set the bar really high, especially on the episode where we're going to break a record as far as 20,000 downloads. You know, it, it just speaks to, again, the growth that keeps him coming back in college football, you know, is the growth within myself, which is why we continue to put out this show. Um, once again, I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, big shout-out to my boy Savion Gaynor, who's here. He just joined in. Uh, he's got Skydye socks. I, I gotta send him the picture of of the secret entrance. God, don't think I forgot. Say I gotta show you the secret entrance over there on Saturday. We might need your help. Um, also, want to say a big shout out to Jeff over at Air. We are like I said, we're we're transitioning out of the summer, going into the winter. Hit him up for that heating because the cooling you might have down pat, but. want to make sure you got both the heating and cooling down pat. Want to give a big shout-out to Joe Snow over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom every single day with Maria as well, too. So hit them up. And then finally, want to give a shout-out to my man Tim uh, over at Ink Parlor. And, And I pause because, again, when I think about him, And how he helped to put these shirts together with, you know, my boy Kenny Lou, which we're so excited. You know, I don't want to say too much about it because we're going to have official details, official release date. You know, you'll get a chance to get one of these pins as well, too. We're going to all tell you where that's all going to happen. But, guys, whether it's the -the glow-in-the-dark pins, whether it's the shirt, you know, Tim has done an amazing job in trying to, you know, help people to build their brands through his merchandise as far as, you know, creating shirts, creating hats. I saw he just did embroidery for Black Moon Piercing, so, you know, he's doing a great thing out there, and he's done great things for me. So if you need him, hit him up over at Ink Parlor, man, inkparlor at yahoo.com. But, yo, that's another episode here in the books the books baby lou you know uh, in parting do you have anything to tell the 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 people out here that are so graciously watching us for an hour
1: just say bet the under on the giants for all season the team is trash um but no man you know barry thank you for having me always um if you ever want me back on the show just give me a call man you know i always make time for you um and just for the people that are always tuning in man just keep tuning in you're seeing you know somebody's dream unfold you know in front of your very eyes every Friday and and that's something special so kind of how we said about college football right You're, you're seeing somebody's you know story right here right in front of you so you know, if you appreciate, you know, Barry, you appreciate his story and, and what he's doing for everybody. You know, keep tuning in. Keep showing that support. Just like, you know, I had to bring out the OG for the shirt. Dang! How so many of y'all me? got that one? You feel me? I don't and know. Every time, you know, every time Barry, you know, drops a shirt and and, and I'm feeling it, I make sure to support, you know. And, and one of the things I told him. Man, don't, no discounts, man. You charge me full price, you feel me? And, and if you support your friends, you don't take no shortcuts with supporting them. You know, if you pay full price. You buy twice if you have to. You buy the restocks, all of that. So, you know, if you really love your friends, you support them, you know, don't do it half-assed, right? So that's all I got to say, man. And, and, again, thank you for having me on always, brother.
0: Yo, for sure, man. I appreciate you, Lou, as always. You, know, uh, you, know, you mean the world to me, man. And and you guys that tune in and download and have gotten me to that twenty thousand um, dollars twenty thousand downloads, you know you mean the world to me as well too man. Um, keep tuning in, tune in on to, you know talkthattalkshow.com. Stay updated, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Jose was so excited to tell me that he found out I was on Pandora. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, guys, don't sleep on me because at the end of the day, I'm going to still come with another episode. Whether you're going to be tuned in or not, just know Talk That Talk show will be here. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. And nice thanks out. again to my boy, Louis Garrett, for coming in and absolutely rocking the show.